Hey, this is Jason Robinson, the pastor of Church of the King, and I'm so pumped up that you're hanging out with us with our podcast today. I pray that God really speaks to you and that you're encouraged and inspired to live your life with everything you have for Him. Hey, I want to encourage you to check us out over at cotk.org. You can go there and learn all kinds of things about us and when our service times are. And speaking of our service times, I would love to invite you so that I could actually meet you personally on one of our weekend services. I promise you, your kids will love it. You'll have a great time and you'll have a blast. I pray today that God speaks to you through this word. God bless you. Praise God. So good to be with y'all. Happy New Year. All right. All right. So listen, that, that last service, I know what's been happening, okay? Y'all been sleeping in, staying out too late, you know, because many of you guys didn't have to work this week and all that. And so last service, I had, I had, to, I had, to, I had to solicit some amens, all right? So listen, in this church, you can say amen if you like. By the way, if you say amen, I preach faster. And then you can go home. Hey, you weren't supposed to say amen about that part. So anyway, but uh, no, I am excited to be, always excited to be with you guys. If you do have your Bible, if you want to open up, we're going to start, we're going to go a bunch of different places, but Isaiah 43, we'll go there in just a moment. But my name's Jason Robinson. I'm the pastor of the church. If it is your first time here, uh, man, I just would look forward to meeting you after service. Uh, we like to get to shake hands. If you're not shaking hands, fist bump and just get to know you a little bit. My wife and I have the privilege of being the pastors here at the church. Uh, we are almost a month into our new facility here. And so, so grateful for it and, and so thankful to have a place to call, uh, to call home. So, uh, hey, a couple of things I need to share. First off, if it is your first time here or you haven't been here in a while, on the back of your seat, you'll see a little QR code. That's like your one-stop shop to everywhere and anything that you need, okay? If you have a prayer request, you can scan that, put that on there. Uh, also, if it's your first time here, we'd love to know that, that you came here, give you a call, just see if there's any way we can serve you. Also, if you wanna give, uh, if you wanna give in your tithes and offerings, then you can scan that, you can do that there. If you're a little old school with giving, uh, on the way out, we have two little places you can give. You can drop some cash or, or a check, whatever you prefer to do with that. And I just want to thank you for your faithfulness, your faithfulness with that. It, it really is. Um, we're blown away. We're blown away by the generosity of, of our church. And I, I can't say that enough, uh, but it is really making an impact and a difference. Also, uh, something really huge. So is it still, how many spots we got left, baby? We have 12 spots left tonight for our next steps. If you've been coming to church or it's your first time here even, and you're like, man, I really like what's going on here. I'm really thinking about taking, uh, man, taking a step forward and kind of getting involved. How do you get involved around, around this church? Well, how do I take a next step? Well, we have this thing that we call... Nice, nice, next steps. And, when do, and we have, it's two classes. The first class is always the... Okay, I gotta work. We gotta work with you, okay? It's always the first Sunday of the month, all right? The first Sunday of the month. You know, we wanna make it real simple, real easy for you to get connected. And so the first Sunday of the month, we have a dinner, so we feed you, okay? And we watch your kids. I mean, come on now. So it's at five o'clock on the first Sunday of every month um, in, in the evening. And we, my wife and I are there. We, our staff is there. We get to share with you the story of the church. And really, if you really wanna know what we're all about, you, you wanna come to that. Some people, they're not sure whether they want to join the church yet, but they do want to check it out because they kind of see what it's all about. Like, what's our governmental structure? How does, what, how, what do we do with our finances? Uh, what, where do we stand in this area and that area? And if you're interested in that, you can always come. And you don't have to join the church that night, but if you just want to get to know a little bit more about us, we'd love to have you. 
love to have you. And so I'll be, we'll be there tonight, five o'clock, 12 spots left. So if you want to, you can scan that QR code and sign up or on the way out, there'll be a little table that'll say uh, membership dinner out there. You guys may want to do that as well. So, well, I'm excited on this first January 2021. Some of us look back in 2020 and we're like, man, actually a, a lot of bad things happened, but it was a good year for me. Some of you look back and you think, praise God, it is gone and it is over. And so I, I was thinking this, this past couple of weeks about if I could rewind time a year ago, so much has happened in one year's time that like there's certain sentences or statements that if I told you right now, they make complete sense right now that you would look at me like I'm crazy a year ago if I said those sentences. I was, I was thinking of, I wrote a couple of them down. Just think about this. A year ago, if I was to come up to you and say, hey, are you going by the drive-by birthday party today? If I'd have told you that a year ago, you'd been like, brother, what kind of party is that? And where are you from? You know, what, what, what's going on with, with that? If I said, man, I had the most beautiful Zoom meeting today. Some of you have been like, a year ago, you're like, dude, what are you talking about, man? What, what in the world is, is going on with you? Or, or if a year ago at this time I told you, you would, you would have thought it was crazy, but it makes complete sense now if I said, well, you know, at least the murder hornets weren't that bad this year. You've been like, what? Or, or how about this? I think I, this one is, is I mean, it's, it's funny now, but it makes complete sense now. Hey, I tried to go to the bank, uh, but they wouldn't let me in because I didn't have my mask on. Now, now think about it. Most of the time when you go, if you go on a, a, a bank and someone has a mask on, you hit the ground, right? That's what you're doing. Uh, but instead, everybody's mad, like, go out and get your mask right now. So it's been a weird time, you know, but I want everybody to say this. Say, out with the old, in with the new. One more time. Out with the old, in with the new. I want, I want to talk to you today just simply about out with the old and in with the new. So, I got to give a little bit of, of background and, and share with you guys over the last couple of weeks kind of what the Lord has been stirring in my heart. I've really took this past week and I usually take this last week of January and really just kind of unplug and disconnect, which I, I did. And, and I like to journal and I like to reflect and kind of say, okay, God, what, what happened and what were you, what, what'd you say and what were you doing and what do you want to do? And, and last year, if you've been around, you probably heard me say this several times that 2020, really felt like the Lord in November was telling me, not this November, the one before, that this is a year where you'll see things clearly. Well, we start seeing agendas and things that were going on. And then as all the craziness started happening, it became, it became real tough. It was tough for a lot of local businesses. A lot of you are, and you have a local businesses. You know, I often pray for our teachers and our coaches and administrators because they are navigating more curveballs that are coming at them 24-7 constantly, all the time. For all the medical people, we thank you, medical staff and nurses and doctors who've been on the front lines of all the stuff and all these different things that, that have happened. Uh, I even think about our church, all the things we've had to do. And by the way, churches have taken, it has been a challenging, it was a challenging year for churches. Um, they say about 30% of churches will not make it when it's all said and done through this. About the same with local businesses, about 30% will not. So it has been a challenge. So a couple months in, uh, after we start figuring all the different things we have to, then the Lord really dropped something in my heart. And it was, it was this, that Jason, I am with you. Now find a way forward. Find a way forward. 
And I have to be honest, whenever I take any personality profiles, I don't know if you've ever had to do that with your company, and I would take different personality tests. There's a, a, um, there's a, a feistiness in me. I like got a little feistiness, you know, and it's like, I like, okay, let's, let's figure it out and make it happen, you know. I, I kind of enjoy that. I get excited about that. But it was, there was a lot of that this past year in, in, in 2020. And, and hey, I'm with you. Now find a way forward. And I just have to take a moment and I have to say, Church of the King, everyone involved, our dream team, our staff, I am so proud. If you knew all the behind the scenes stuff that our team had to do to find a way forward, you'd be very proud of them. I think about our worship team. You know, I think about the Thibodeaux, that they've been at everything, you know, involved in everything, just trying to figure things out. I think about our tech team. I remember when we first started recording and people was like, man, y'all are doing such a great job. I didn't know you knew how to do that. So we didn't. Three days ago, we're like, we've got to do this and we've got to figure it out. And so late nights, I remember one time in particular, we were, we were recording a whole bill. I don't know if you were there or not. At that time, we were recording that whole worship set. It took us three hours to record for the weekend. Then we found out we lost the whole thing at like 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden, remember that? And we're like, and they worked and worked. And they were like, we got to do it again, y'all. And so we started again at 10, 30, 11 that night. I remember probably a couple months ago now, I'm, I'm speaking and, and we were at Katie First Baptist. They let us use their place on Saturday nights and all the electricity went out and so we couldn't record anything. And so we had this great service. Then at 10, 30 at night, I had to go home and preach in front of a camera. So we had something to put online the next day. And so we just found a way forward. We figured it out. I'm just proud of our staff, proud of our, our, our team. I gotta say this, I gotta give a shout out to our building team. You know, Brandon C., Vim Head, uh, Bill Davis there in the back, Pastor Matt, you know, uh, Jeff Wiley's involved in it. And then some of our, our, uh, our, that, our decor and it worked on all of our design, Sarah Head and Macy Viegas. And in the midst of all that's going on, figuring it out and finding a way forward, we just, we just did. And so I kind of assumed we would come into the new year with the same word. Hey, God's with us. We're going to find a way forward. That's what we're going to do. But the Lord really began to really do something in me this week. Now, now let me say a couple things about church. When I talk about church of the king, always remember this. A church at its worst is a gathering in an organization. A church at its best is a spiritual family. So when I say something about Church of the King, let me tell you what I'm saying. I'm not saying organization Church of the King, 1507 Katie Fuellen Road, established in 2000. I'm not talking about that. Let me tell you what church really is. It's, it's your story and 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 your story. And it's all our personal stories that come together and all my kids of the teenagers of the 80s will know what I'm talking about. And it's like a big mixtape that you put together. Come on, y'all remember the mixtape? You sit there and you, you listen to the radio and you wait to hit record when that song would come on. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's like one big, and, and, it's, and Church of the King is just one big story about all of our little stories that are going on, our personal stories that are going on together. And so I'm in the midst of this past week and, and I'm like, okay, the Lord is with us. We're gonna find a way forward. Let's go 2021. I'm ready for it. That I'm telling you, in January 1st, actual January 1st, so old year's over with, I, I'm, I just felt this weight lifted off of me. I just felt this, like, all of a sudden, this cloudiness and this heaviness that this fighting, let, let's go kind of thing was started to lift. And all of a sudden, I just felt this freedom and this peace that was starting to come upon. And I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. 
And I just really felt this sense. And Pastor, when you say something like, oh, I mean, you really feel like the Lord's saying this, what do you mean by that? Matter of fact, the next couple of weeks, we're gonna do just a, a series called Brand New. And one of the things I wanna show you and I wanna teach you in scripture of how do you know when God's speaking to you? How do you know when it's just you thinking something? How many know when you, or you, you ate pizza at 12 o'clock last night and you had some crazy dream and you woke up and you're like, I think the Lord spoke. You know, which one is it? I wanna help you and guide you that it's a strong sense that you get that just won't let you go. And this would not let me go. This one little sentence would not let me go. And I just finally wrote it down. Every song I was listening to had it on there. And I just feel like this is the word of the Lord for Church of the King, the word of the Lord for you. You ready for it? It's this. I just felt the Lord just whisper whisper this and it just echoed in my heart. I make all things new. I make all things new. You're ready for the next fight? Uh Uh-uh, I'm making something new. I'm making all things new for your life and for my people's life. And what we have been striving and stressing and pressing about, and we've been grinding about that there's going to be a grace that comes to the grind. That all of a sudden, what was so hard to push forward is now not as hard to push forward anymore. The thing that we've struggled with now we'll find favor with. And I just felt just such a sense of God doing something fresh and something new for all of us. I wrote it down. And over the past, this past year, about six or seven times, I'd say on a Sunday or Saturday night, whenever we had service or a Tuesday in my den in front of a camera, whenever service was, I shared this scripture a lot. And it's Isaiah 43, verse 18. It said, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. That, that goes into the word that I felt. I'm making a way. Let's find and make a way. But now I have a new scripture for you that's tied to that scripture. But I'm telling you, this is for us. Isaiah 48, 6. You have heard. Now see all of this. You heard about it. It's time now. You're going to see it. Now, I want you to hear this, not with your mind, but I want you to hear this with your heart and your spirit and your mind, all of it together. You have heard, now see all of this. And will you not declare it? From this time forth, I announce to you new things. As your pastor, it is my pleasure to announce to you, it's a new time and a new season for you. It's a new year for you. What you struggle with and you fought with, you're gonna feel the power of God to overcome this year. What you had feared for in the future, now you're gonna have faith for in the future, starting today. What has held you back is what, what has tried to kill you God is used to help pull out on the outside, inside of you so that he can get rid of that. I'm telling you, there's another step. You're about to move from faith to faith and glory to glory. You've been faithful with what's been in front of you. Now it's time for new. It's a new thing that's coming your way. I'm telling you, just sense it from the Lord. Isaiah 42, nine says, behold, the former things have come to pass and new things I now declare before they spring forth. I tell you of them, God is doing something new. Now, there's something exciting about new, like a new house, 
Come on, anybody, anybody moving to a new home this past year in 2020? Anybody moved to a new home this past year? Okay. It's something awesome about a house. Like a new car, Chris. Don't you like the smell of a new car? You just get in a new car, you're like, you just feel rich when you get into a new car, don't you? Whether you are or not. It might be, might be a, I won't say a car name because then one of y'all might drive it and then you'll email me later and say, I thought that was a blessing, Pastor. You made fun of it. Anyway, new cars. It's a new, new time. It's something that we love about, about, about new, a new year, great new restaurant. New, I, I said something earlier about being a product of a, of a teenage, I was a teenager, my late 80s, early 90s, so I grew up in church. Let me see if I have anybody who identifies with me. Anyone grew up in church and you were like a, student, a teenager, whatever, something like that within the 80s and 90s? Anybody in here? Okay, 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 so a couple of you guys. All right, okay, a couple of you guys. And whenever I kept preaching, putting this message together, God's doing a new thing, dude, I couldn't help but get out of my mind. It just would not stop getting out of my mind this song now, now, some of y'all may know the name Toby Mac if you listen to Christian music, okay? Before there was Toby Mac, there was DC Talk. And, 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 and matter of fact, I, I actually, y'all got it back there? Y'all, y'all, I want y'all just to hear a little bit of, I can't help but think of when I hear a new thing, I think of DC Talk with this new song. Y'all, y'all gonna play back there or y'all just gonna, y'all gonna leave me hanging? Which one y'all gonna do? Come on, anybody remember this? Anybody remember this other than me in here? Okay. Okay. You know, he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. God is doing a new thing. You know, he's doing it. Come on, put your hands up. No, just, no don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Please stop. Just stop. Y'all were like, I was, we about to have church, Pastor. What you, what you stopping for? Every teenager in here that says, I don't like Christian music, you hush. You don't know what we had to deal with in the 80s and the 90s. You get you some Carmen. You get you some Amy Grant. And then you come complain to me. A little Petra Praise. And you tell me, I don't like elevation. Go get you some Petra Praise. Then you come talk to me. There's something. Now, as cringeworthy as that moment just was in church. And if you're online and you did not have the pleasure and the honor of being a part of that, consider yourself blessed right now, okay? But here's the deal, as cringeworthy as it may sound, the truth is, he is. God is always up to doing something new. And he's wanting to do something new in your life and in, in my life as well. So my goal today is really simple. My goal is number one is to declare to you that today begins a new season for many of you. Begins a new season for us. The second thing I wanna do is I wanna equip you with some practical understanding of new seasons So if I move into a new season, what does it look like and what does that require of me? And then the final thing I wanna do is I wanna challenge you to take the necessary steps to not just say there's a new season, but actually experience and live out a new season in your your life. And the way I wanna do that is I wanna give you three timeless principles for new seasons. Three timeless principles of new seasons. Now, here's one of several things that happen. Either you're coming out of a new season and going into a new one, or maybe you're in the time of transition, or maybe you're in the middle of something new that happened a little before now, and now you're experiencing. Maybe right now you're navigating the new 
and you're learning it. I hope to be able to encourage you. But what I always really hope for is that you'd hear something from God in the midst of all this. So let me, let me give you the first. I'm always, as you know, I like to dig in the word, but then I like to give something practical so you can take home and you can live what the word of God says out. So the first thing, the first timeless principle for a new season is number one is to know that God is always doing something new. God is always doing something new. Revelations 21.5 says, behold, I am making all things new. I keep repeat. It sounds like I'm repeating myself. I'm not. I'm not reading the same scriptures. This is all the different scriptures that are talking about God does new things. Also, he said, write this down for these words are trustworthy and true. Why is this important? Because some of us have a mindset that God is kind of this man. He's the old man up in the sky, you know, and he's kind of doing his thing and He's just kind of hanging out and at some point, maybe he'll come and intervene, but we're doing our thing down here and he's doing his thing up there. Some people have that mindset, but God is active. He is not passive. God is active in our lives and cares about all the things that go on in our life. The Bible even says that he knows how many hairs on top of our head are not on top of your head, whichever one it may be for you. But God cares. He's active. He's, he's involved. God, I really believe one day we're gonna get to heaven and find out all the things God was doing, all the things he was doing, and we thought we were doing, or somebody else was doing. It makes me think of one time, I, I, I believe it was my youngest, E.E., Elise, and, and I mean, as a parent, I was talking to a couple of different parents, that, and they have your kids, you know, and when you have little kids, you, you're, you're, you're trying to talk and socialize, but you, kind, you got one eye socializing, but the other eye watching, making sure they're not going to destroy something, or whatever it may be, and and so you keep an eye out. And I remember one time we were walking in a parking lot and we were going to like Target or something like that. And now Elise was just going about, you know, she's just walking and she's, she grew, she, pretty, she grew pretty tall pretty quick. And, and as she starts growing, she got, she got right at that height, that, that strange height that's like, you're just tall enough that you could hit certain things, but you didn't always see it. And you know how cars, they have the little, they have the, the little mirrors, the side mirrors and and it would just walk, in, and I remember she would just walk, and sometimes not see. She's about to smack her head on a side mirror. And so she walked, and she doesn't even know this, but I can't tell you how many times we're walking in the middle of the parking lot, and she's just walking, and I would just go, and we just keep going. She wouldn't even know what happened. It's like she's, walk, she's about to smack right into a side mirror, and she's like, and all of a sudden, I, <laughs> and she just went on like everything was fine and didn't even know she would have smacked her head in the middle of if I, if I didn't go. Boop, boop. I wonder how many times we're going about things and God just goes. Hmm, hmm. And some of you might even complain. God goes. Hmm, hmm, and Don't touch my head. Get me to focus on something else. Step out, do something. And you never know. I wonder what he was stopping us from smacking our head on. Because he, he's active, he's involved, he's, he, he's moving about it. You know what the Bible says? The Bible talks about, now this is important. When I talk about new, let me tell you what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about, okay, what God once deemed bad or sinful now has evolved and now he doesn't think that anymore. That's what people are trying to do all around our culture now. 
okay? But no, 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 no. His word, the Bible says his word remains the same. Yesterday, today, forever. Jesus Christ does not change, okay? So when I talk about him doing something new, it's more of a picture of a good shepherd that we see in scripture. And let me tell you what that is. A good shepherd would do this. A good shepherd would have a sheep and would bring them to a pasture. Then as they were they were feasting in that pasture and they were living their life in that pasture, what a good shepherd would do would begin to look around and look for the next pasture, the next new pasture for them to get to go to and to feast at. And so that is showing a picture of what God does with us. While we were moving into one season and we're being faithful in one season, the Lord is already working on our behalf behind the scenes to see where's the next one for you. Where's the next step for you? Where's the next ministry for you to get involved? Who's the next person for you to actively get involved with and help them in their lives? What does God have for you? Some of you are even feeling that as I talk. You're feeling that transition. You're feeling like, okay, there's something new God has for me. There's something else that's going on. I don't understand it all. I don't see it all, but I know God's good and he's, and he's bringing us to where we need to go. Some of you, you're in this church. Maybe you moved here or maybe you've not been involved in church. And even as you're coming here, you're here. Maybe you're here and you're acting all cool. I'm here because my wife asked me and I said, okay. There is this thing that, that, my pastor always told me about, but it wasn't until I became a pastor. They called reconnaissance wives. Hey, hey, babe, you go out there, you check out that church. If you like it, we'll come. You know, or, or men, and it's all that's going on. And maybe you're even here and you're like, I don't know, is this? And you're sensing maybe it's a new season for you. Maybe it's a new step for you that God has, has for you. God is always doing something new. The second timeless principle that, that we see in scripture says, we, now this is, crit, this is critical. Yes, God is doing something new. But number two, you have, and we have a choice whether we want to embrace the new or not. You have a choice whether you want to embrace it or not. Because just because something is new in front of you doesn't mean sometimes you get actively involved with it. And let me tell you the number one thing that always stops people from embracing the new is the comfort of the old. That's the number one thing. It's not evil. It's the comfort of the old that holds us back from embracing the new. Something significant happened these past couple weeks in my world. I got a whole bunch of new shirts. I got a whole bunch of new outfits. I got... I don't know if I should tell them, baby. Can the, can the people handle it? Can they handle it? All right, I like robes, y'all. <laughs> and if you come to my house, I have like, like my kids are like, Dad, like you look like you're about to be 147 years old. And I mean, I mean full on. I mean slippers. You got to have the cush ones, you know, because if it's just thin slippers, it's pointless because your feet are freezing, you know. And so I need to plush, plush slippers. And does the dog bring you the paper? No, <laughs> not yet. I'm working on it though. And so I wear this robe. And so I got a new robe and it was, it's nice, sleek, comfortable. But I'm like, but I like my old robe. My old robe has a stain from when I made pancakes five years ago, but it doesn't matter because that old robe is so comfortable. Come on. Some of you have a sofa you should have got rid of three years ago. 
but you love it because it's comfortable. Matter of fact, I'm gonna call out the guys. I'm, I'm not gonna leave the ladies alone, but the guys, is there any guy in here, and I'll, raise, I'll be the first to raise my hand, that you would be honest enough that if we go in your house, you have at least one shirt that you love that's over 10 years old. Any, any, any gentleman? All right, look all, look, all over the place, right? All over the place. Men, let me help you for a second. You don't look good in that shirt anymore. You don't. Now, now guys are very different than girls. Guys will put that same shirt on, and a look on there, it has, it's Dukes of Hazard, which is probably cool now, you know, but it was it's the way they do it. And you like, you look in the mirror, man, I look good in this, dude. I still look good in this shirt. And your wife's trying to tell you, no, you don't. And your kids say, that's yeah, not cool, dad, and all that. But you think to yourself, I, I mean, I get it. I could get new stuff, but it's so comfortable. The number one thing that keeps us from embracing and putting on the new God has for us is the comfort of the old. Paul actually said it this way in Philippians 3. He said, but there's one thing that I do. I forget what is behind and I strain forward for what is ahead. Now, there's two areas that maybe some of us need to let go of because we'll never be able to possess what's in front of us until we let go of what's behind us. For some of us, it's negative. Some of you, it's time. Let go of that shame and that guilt. Quit defining yourself by what happened eight years ago. Quit defining whether God can use you or not by what happened. What happened is what happened. It's over. Let it go. Move forward. That person who hurt you and messed you up, you're not doing anything to them by still holding on to that. Let that go. I'm not saying invite them back in to your world, but let that go. Surrender it to God. There's too much new in front of you. Let it go. Let go of that guilt and that shame. Let go of the bad and let's move forward to something new. For some of you, the thing that needs to be left, left go of is honestly, it's not bad. It's actually good. It's good that it's not good anymore. I'll just say this. I, I mentioned something about growing up in, in church and man, I had some, I, I am a huge Huge, I, obviously, I'm the pastor of the church. You're supposed to say, oh, I love church. You're the pastor of the church. You're supposed to say that, right? But like, if I wasn't, if I just worked in the, I would have my kids in church. I would have my students at youth. I would have them going to everything that I can get them involved in. I, I would. You know what? I, some of the most powerful moments of my life were at youth camp. I can think of some amazing prayer meetings where the power of God just boom. I can tell you of shaping moments of events that I went to, YMI, Young Ministers Institute, where we cried out to God to three in the morning and we felt like God spoke things in our hearts and we told each other and we prayed with one another. I can tell you of some power moments. But can I tell you, they're awesome, but we are not, I am not trying to get back to what was because I'm moving forward to what is in front of us. We have to be people that are more committed to our future than what's in our past. We gotta be more committed to the future than being committed to what's going on. I'm not saying what went on was bad. I'm saying it's great. I'm saying it's awesome. I'm saying it's awesome, but I'm also saying God is doing a new thing and he has something maybe new for you. New lives to impact, a new mission to grab a hold of and move forward with. God is doing new. So he's always doing something new. We have a choice to embrace the new or not. And finally, last one is this. New seasons 
require new change. New seasons require new change. In Luke 5, verses 37 and 38, Jesus is talking and he gives a story where he talks about the wine and the wineskins. Let me read it to you. It says, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. Now, this is important because this is what Jesus is talking about. Wine in scripture It represents transformation. It also represents blessings and promises and also represents like the power of God, okay? So that's the wine represents that. The wineskins, it's just the structure. It's the infrastructure. I'll put it this way. It's the habits, the mindsets, the attitudes that God, is it possible that God has a lot of brand new blessings and promises he wants to pour into you, but he can only pour it into you if you have the right mindset to receive it. You have the right attitude to receive it. That you're in a position because there's an old leadership quote that I remembered most of my life where it said this, you either change or become a victim of change. Because we gotta grow, we gotta stretch. The Bible says from faith to faith, glory to glory. It doesn't say from faith to doubt. Hey, what he did back in 98, you know, we're going to hold on to that to the end. Now God's doing new things. Fresh outpouring of his spirit and his power. Fresh move of God. I want to inspire you today. Say, you know what? I'm going to embrace the new in front. You know, it it may require some things to me, but I'm I'm going to be willing to do that. I remember when I was 15 years old, talk about growing up in church. Truth was, I was really, really little when I gave my heart to Christ and my parents weren't in church at all. It's actually pretty miraculous what God did. It was pretty cool. But once my parents gave their hearts to Christ, and I mean, I was like seven, eight years old. So I remember growing up mainly in church and, and I knew a lot. I want, you, I want you to hear this. And actually, I didn't want to look online, someone to hear this, say this. I knew a lot about church, but I didn't know Jesus. I knew the culture of church, but I didn't know Jesus. And maybe even today, as I'm saying this, you know all about the church stuff. And one of the reasons you keep leaving disappointed is because you met church, but you didn't meet the savior, Jesus. Because guess what? We're all just, we're people, right? We're just people. So we all have our own issues, faults. We're a family, a spiritual family. Is, is, is anyone's family in here completely normal? Y'all don't have weird people in your family? We all have that one person when you go back to that family gathering, you told the kids, now kids, listen. Aunt so-and-so is gonna say this. Don't listen to her. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Or cousin, cousin Jimmy, don't talk to cousin Jimmy. All right, stay away from cousin Jimmy. But we love him anyway, why? Because it's family. And so I remember I kind of grew up in, in the whole church scene around 15 years old. I, was, I went to a youth event. It was actually a youth conference and it was powerful like it always is. And I was in a bus and we were driving back and, and I was sitting on a bus and I was just kind of having a conversation with the Lord. I was just like, man, I know you're real. I know you're all, God, I want to live for you. I know I keep saying that, but then I do other things, Lord. 
maybe that's why I was so passionate as, and I'm still so passionate about students is because God wrecked me, changed me at 15. And, and I remember just sitting there and I, I, I had the sense, I had the sense that God had all this stuff out there for me. That Jason, I want to use you in a great way. And I have these promises and these blessings for you. I want to know you and you get to know me and I'm going to use your life to help other people see that I'm real. I want to use you for that. And I just had this, again, I had this, I can't explain it. I just, it's almost like I saw this journey and I saw all the stuff that God had. But then I had to go back home to the same wineskin that I had lived in. The same mindsets, the same friends, the same everything. And I knew something needed to change. And I didn't know something needed to change because I was like, okay, God said, stop all these things. Actually, God didn't show me what not to do. He showed me what he had for me. And then I made a decision on what I couldn't do anymore because I wanted those things. I called my friend, Steve, Steve Latino up. He watches online. So Steve, if you're watching, shout out brother to you. My best friend, still no one makes me laugh like Steve Latino. But Kyle Angel's close. All right, if you haven't met him, you'd know. So, but... I called Steve. I said, Steve, I need to talk to you. Came over that night. And I sat there and I was like, man, I don't want to sound crazy. I'm 15, my best friend. I'm like, man, I don't want to sound crazy, any of these things, but I'm telling you, I've not represented Jesus well to you, man, but God really did something in my heart and I can't really explain it, but I know he's got all this stuff that he wants me to do with his life. And I often go to our high school and I'm like, God, what, what about all these people? They don't know anything about you. Somebody needs to tell them. And, and I sense the Lord saying, well, that's why I put you there, Jason. I don't put a candle and put it in the middle of the sunlight. I take a candle and I put it in the dark. Some of us are running from the dark. The reason you're running from the dark, no, don't run from the dark. God made you a candle to put you in the middle of the dark so that we might shine the light of Jesus in every sphere of life that we all walk into. And I remember saying, saying, listen, I got to run after God. I have to run after God with everything I have, Steve. And and man, if you come alongside, let's do this, man. Let's go after God together. Let's make an impact with our life. I would love for that. But if not, I just need you to know, I'm not telling you you have to or not, but I've got to run after God. And I just need you to know that. Never forget this moment. He was sitting, leaning up against my dresser. And he goes, okay. And he left. And I thought, that's it. I lost my best friend. That's what I thought. He calls me a little bit later. And he goes, let's do it, Jason. Let's do it. Let's run after God. Let's not play games. God has a lot for us. Let's embrace it. All right. And do you know, to this day, married, kids, he lives in Baton Rouge, and he teaches a Sunday school class to 15, 16-year-old boys. That's what he does. Because God has a new season and it may cause us to have to change some things. But the great thing about God is it's not just changing some things within our own power. There's something about God giving you a vision for something new in front of you that gives you the power and the strength to say no to the old things that used to be in your life, the old habits that used to be in your life. See, teenagers and people don't have a sin problem. They have a vision problem. Because when they have a vision for something, then it gives them the power to say no to something because they have the power to say yes to something bigger in their life. That's what it is. 
Behold, God is doing a new thing, sir, ma'am, student, grandparent, husband, wife. He's doing a new thing. Behold, he makes all things new. Let's grab it. Let's embrace it and say, God, I don't know what change it brings, but God, I know you'll be with me through all of it. Let's step into it and let's see what God might do with us. With a bunch of crazy people in Katy, Texas, who are willing to say yes to whatever God may bring. Amen. Now, I would be crazy and I would miss a real moment if I didn't take, talk about new thing, new thing, new thing, if I didn't take a moment and express the ultimate new thing. Maybe you're here and you've not surrendered your life to Jesus. And the newest of the new is you have a relationship with Jesus that you've not met the Savior. Maybe you met church, but you've not met Christ. Have you surrendered your life to him? See, the Bible says in Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Sin, see, sin has separated us from, from God because of our sin. But here's the good news. The good news is God loved us so much, he wasn't gonna leave us in that condition. John 3.16, for God so loved the world, so loved you and me, that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Revelations 2 says, behold, it's Jesus talking. I stand at the door and I knock. If you open up, he will come in. Have you opened up your heart, surrendered your life to Christ? Well, pastor, I hear what you're saying, talking about new, new year, all that stuff. Before I do it, pastor, I need to go get some things right in my life. And then once I get some things straight, then I'll come back to God and I'll be in the right position. With all due respect, man, with all due respect, sir, if you could figure it out on your own, then Jesus didn't have to come. It's more than turning over a new leaf. It's, it's surrendering your life. See, Jesus didn't come to make a bad person good. He came to bring a dead person in their sin and in their life to life in their spirit. Maybe that's you. You've not surrendered your life to Christ, but you want to do that before you leave here today. I want to pray for you. I won't embarrass you. That's not our flow here, but I do want to pray for you. I'm going to ask everyone to close their eyes and I'm going to count to three. And when I say three, if you're here, and you've not surrendered your life to Christ, but you want to do it before you leave here today. I'm going to ask you just to look at me and you put your head right back down. So I'm going to count to three. When I say three, you can look at me, put your head right back down. Again, I just want to pray for you. So if you're here, you've not surrendered your life to Christ, but you want to do that before you leave here today. I just want to pray for you. If that's you, would you look at me in one, two, three. Anyone here? I need to surrender my life to Christ first time. Anyone in this place? I need to surrender my life to Jesus, Pastor. Pray for me. That's me. Anyone here at all? I'll see you, sir. Praise God. Anyone else? Anyone else? I'll see you, sir. Oh, see you, sir. Thank you, Lord. For, the, for, for you that's, that looked at me, I'm gonna say this prayer. I'm gonna ask you to repeat this prayer after me. And church, I'm gonna ask all of us, let's just all say this together with the people who just, just looked at me. And let's just all say this together. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's gonna come live on the inside of you. He's gonna forgive you of all your sin, come into your life, and you're gonna feel like a new person today. Can we all just say that? Let's all say this together. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning and I need you. Forgive me for my sin. Come into my heart and take my life. I give you my past, my present and future. 
from this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Can we give a hand for all those people who said that prayer? Hey, why don't you stand up? I'm gonna pray for you and, and dismiss you in just a second. If you said that prayer or if you need prayer for anything whatsoever, in that little corner right over there, uh, we have a little prayer uh, a little prayer corner that if you need anything, we'd love to agree with you and help you. Also in that corner over there, if you said that prayer, we'd love to give this to you. It just simply says your new life in Christ. There's a few things just in this box that'll help you. Also a card that has the number to our office here. And if you'd like for someone to really kind of come alongside you and help you take those next steps in growth, that's what we're here for. That's what we're all about. And we'd love to do that for you. Can I bless you before you head out today? Father, I thank you so much for your people right now. God, I thank you, Lord, that we are moving into a new season. Lord, you are doing a new thing, God. And we are taking steps forward in confidence and full of faith, Lord. I thank you for all your people. I pray your favor would surround them like a shield, God. Father, I pray your presence would go before us, God, and behind us and be all around us, Lord. And Father, as you've challenged us today, God, as many are saying, hey, I do want to take those steps, God, I pray that you'd help them, give them the courage to embrace and take those steps forward, Lord God, to move. Lord, I thank you, God. We love you and we praise you, God. Use us in a powerful way this week in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. We love you guys.